Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wednesday Till I Die podcast. Uh, I'm going to say it now, we've worked tirelessly to get this guest on today, haven't we, Jamie? Yep, we've tried anyway, and then I thought it messed up again tonight with England match being on. But... Yeah, Giles as well. Nice of you to join us today on time. Always on time, B. Hey, don't start, you. <laughs> no, no problem. Now, I'm going to give you a, a glowing introduction because you have had quite a career. Um He's played for 18 clubs. I'll, I'll not read them all. We will be here all week. Uh, he's played 121 times, scoring 143 goals. 22 of his goals came in the Premier League uh, and 25 of them whilst playing for the Owls. Uh, top stat for you, uh, scored in the Premier League, Championship, League One, League Two and also National League. His uh, former Jamaican international, Dion Burton. How are you, Dion? You all right? How you doing, guys? Yeah, I'm fine, thanks. Good, uh, good stuff. Now, before we get underway, we've had so many people ask us to get in touch with you and and get you on um obviously we'll you know we'll we'll come on to this a little bit bit later but you're harder to get hold of than the queen i must admit <laughs> don't know about that it was only because of chris brun it was only because of chris brun that you were like do you want dion on and i went do i want him on for fuck's sake mate you've got no idea i've been trying to get him on for ages but you're obviously busy and that you're, you're like because i've seen his profile picture on whatsapp you're a bit like giles with your football team aren't you with kids yeah um, you got you, you got your um, raving reviews from Brunty last week, and I thought I better uh, better start answering your calls. <laughs> what, what did he say? What did he actually say? Did he say he enjoyed it? He said he was invited on for half hour. He said he stayed on for about an hour and a half, and just uh, talking about the good old days at Wednesday, and it was a good old crack. So I said, "Oh, okay, yeah, uh, I better return some of the calls then." <laughs> yeah, it was a it were a good one. I must I must admit, yeah, we did we did keep him for. Uh... For quite a while to be to, to be, be fair, Dion, Dion, Jamie is going to chew your ear off. It's going to be more than half an hour, mate. <laughs> so I'm I'm a good listener. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, Dion, Dion, you'll get used to this. He'll say a few fun things that aren't funny all the way through oh, the podcast. You'll get used to it. <laughs> now, yeah, we always start from the beginning. Now, I'm not going to go right back to the start, but you obviously at 21 year old, Dion, you were playing in the Premier League. Now, at that point, you must have thought that you'd you'd, you'd Med it like obviously every every, every footballer's dream to play in, the, play in the Premier League and and you've done it by the age of age of twenty one, aren't you? Yeah, uh, I'd like to say I thought I'd made it, but having the manager, God rest his soul, well, Jim Smith, uh, as he was at the time, he soon brought my feet back down to ground and realised that I was nowhere near made it, and it was just the beginning. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he he, he signed you in for, for Derby. Because he was he was your manager at Portsmouth, is that is that right? Yeah. Yeah, he uh, he he brought me through as a uh, the old school uh, youth team. Now it's a, uh, the YTS as it used to be called. Um, obviously now scholarship and signed me when I was thirteen, I think, and then I stayed at Portsmouth till I was twenty one when he'd already left and went to Derby, and then uh, I got a phone call one uh, Tuesday afternoon. I think I was in the reserves. I wasn't even in the first team at the time. And uh, my agent said, oh, you're going up to Derby to sign for Jim Smith. I went, what? Me old manager, Jim Smith, the team in the Premiership. And he was like, yeah. I said, how does that come about? For one of the, the, the jackpots. So pretty, pretty happy. Yeah, I mean, like I said, you're in the, in the reserve. So like I said, it must have come as quite a shock, to be to be honest. Yeah, well, like I said, obviously, he, he must have seen something in me or knew what I was capable of and maybe it wasn't just coming out at the time with the uh, under the manager I was I was with. So lucky enough, he remembered that I did have something to offer and uh, got me on board. 
Yeah. Now I've I've been looking. I've been doing my research. Everyone knows that I do me do my research into uh, into the players that we that we have on. Now uh, yeah. he played against Sheffield Wednesday five times. Scored scored against us in the Premier League um, when Derby beat us five. Times. I see. Yeah, we'll not we'll not talk about that. We'll just we'll just. That was my first ever Premiership goal. That was. Was it right? Okay. Uh, right. Yeah, we'll we'll gloss over that one. So that's fine okay. <laughs> for obvious reasons. Yeah. Um, and then the next time he scored against us was was when you played for Brentford. Um, Brentford, yeah, edge of the box. Yeah, yeah Dion. Without well, that game, when it were three, I, I went to that game right when it were all Brentford round and we were three one. Wednesday were three one up. One of my first away yeah. games. I, I think he scored two in ninetieth minute or something daft like that. Yeah, I remember because because uh, the ball came out. I think it was a goal kick from uh, Stuart Nelson. He kicked it right down the end of the pitch. I think Coco or uh, Bully tried to challenge me and I've just luckily spun him and I've just thought I might as well just did it and I've, I've just kicked it from the edge of the box and it went flying in I can believe it an afro back then didn't you I did indeed yeah I was going through one of them phases yeah you've you've, uh, you've suffered like me and uh, yeah politically <laughs> <laughs> challenged now yeah now when you're at Brentford sorry Martin Allen was the manager now we've heard weird and wonderful things about, about Martin Allen what, what was he like as a manager He's, he was a character, really, really uh, funny character. Obviously, I played with him. At, he was just finishing his career at Portsmouth as I was just starting. So uh, he sort of took me under his wing a little bit through my uh, younger years when I was at Portsmouth. And then obviously, yeah, became my manager at Brentford. And um, obviously, you know about loads of the different stories that stuff he used to made. And obviously, you talk about keeping your feet on the ground. I signed for Brentford from Portsmouth, I think the second time round when we were in the Prem and uh, we were, Brentford were in League One. And the first thing he made me do when I signed, and we also signed uh, Salako, <laughs> Salako at the same time, I think he came from Palace or somewhere. He made us uh, one of the first training sessions, paint the, um, paint the changing rooms at the training ground <laughs> just to keep our feet on the ground. There's a character, but a nice bit of team building and uh, we all mucked in and showed that we we were, were okay. What were you all saying to each other then? Obviously, to Gaffer, you're like, "Yeah, Gaffer, I'll do that." But he's saying to each other, "What the, what the canal is he doing?" Do you know what I mean, is that what you is that what you were saying? Well, I knew, I knew, I knew he was a crazy cat. That's why they called him the Mad Dog. But um, I knew there'd be something up his sleeve that he'd make us do. So I was wary, wary of it. At least he weren't cutting the cutting the grass or something at the training ground. That's one that he's done before. But I was happy doing a little bit of the painting for half a day. Was he a good manager? He was effective. Like tactics wise, what was he? Was he? What was his nah, sort of he, way? I don't know if it, t- tactical. He was like passionate. Like passionate. I've seen him. It, I, I see. I think I remember rightly. I think he might have even cried in one half time or something at the end of the game because he was so passionate about a certain situation. And when when something like that happens, like the grips the players, they've all got the buy in. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If, yeah. if the manager is passionate and the players can see that, they feed off it. That's so we want to do it every. Every day, every game, do you know what I mean? And actually try and beat the team up, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Whoever we were playing against. And we were unlucky not to get promoted. Obviously, it was Sheffield Wednesday that uh, stopped us in the tracks in the playoffs. Or was it playoffs? I didn't see it. I can't remember. Yeah, I think that's when it was when John Paul McGovern scored yeah. his first one, didn't I? When it won. So I can remember that full time. Weird, I can remember this, but I can always remember when full time whistle goes, you, you jump in air and punch the ball. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Honestly, because I've watched that match back a few times. It's 1 0. Corner comes in or something, and ball comes to you, and then it blows whistle, and you just punch ball in air and then catch it. I don't know why I remember that. Was that the first? 
first leg or first second leg. leg. At Hillsborough, yeah. Yeah, let's fast forward a little bit. Um, you, know, you played for you know, a few other clubs. Um, Rotherham was was one of them, and you, and you signed for Sheffield Wednesday from from Rotherham. Now, by all accounts, you uh, you handed a transfer request in, and and you and you didn't turn up for the game against Doncaster. Is that is that right? No, that's not that's not right. Actually, it's just if we take it back a little bit, it was I blame uh, Paul Sturrock because at the end of the season, once you got promoted, and we we didn't get promoted, uh, Brentford. I was under the illusion and between talking with the chair, um, my agent and Sheffield Wednesday, I was going to sign for Sheffield Wednesday in the summer. Right. For some, re- for some reason, uh, Paul Stoic decided not to. And obviously it ended up ha- happening in January. So I ended up going to Rotherham. Um, and how it was, I found that there were a bit of interest. Well, I knew there was interest anyway from the summer, but uh, started off the season at Rotherham really well under Mick Harford. Uh, and around Christmas time, we were finding out what was going on. So the only way they'd let me leave is, was if I put in a transfer request. So I had to do it and go through the particulars. But on that particular day, it was like, I think, a Saturday-Monday game. And I think uh, my, my, it was either me or my, my missus wasn't well. So uh, that's the only reason why I missed the game. I would have stayed and played the game. Uh, it was only a day between, obviously, the last game for Rotherham and the first day training at Sheffield Wednesday. And I just missed the day because uh, there was an illness in the family. That was the only reason. Fair, fair enough. What, just, what, shows, what? It? just shows, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's all there. Yeah. Not all what you read is, uh, is, is correct. No, so they're not happy about it. But Did you ever have a like that, Giles, where you were at Wednesday or, or Bury or anyone where... You weren't playing for a certain reason, but you were complete opposite. But you could, where people, it was rumours. One person says something, nah. they weren't. I never ever had any situations like that. That were that were all true. Like when you tried to pick the ball up of people for penalties and that. You love you love bringing that back up, isn't it? <laughs> you loved it. <laughs> Dion, so what did Sturrock say to you then to uh, to, to get you to sign? What uh, or did you kind of already know you were going to sign when you know, once Wednesday? No, obviously. Look at the, the history and the, and the club that it was, and I know they're, they're struggling at the time, and um, but I knew obviously uh, how big a club it was, and to be able to play for a club like Sheffield Wednesday and anyone that would be silly not to take up the opportunity, even though um, we we're struggling at the bottom bottom of the league. Uh, he said obviously he was bringing me in, brought Marcus Tug guy in the same day. Obviously we had the same manager, so it's quite poignant, and obviously. Tuggy used to clean my boots, didn't he? So it was a bit <laughs> funny when we both signed at the same time, same day. And, Did you still uh, get him to clean your boots? Pardon? Did you still get him to clean your boots? <laughs> and, and unfortunately, not after that, no. He was a bit older then, so he's passed it. But I, I the keep best always... partnership we've had, best partnership we've had in years. That it, it, it was a good, it was a good uh, little connection. Obviously, uh, how good was Tuggy in the air? By the way, he was so good, wasn't he? Yeah. He was great. He was great. And we just had a good connection and work, worked off each other. Do you know what I mean? He, he was the legs and I was the brawn. <laughs> you used to just control anything. You just, I said it, I said it on previous podcasts. We were Dion Burton when we spoke to him and we said, ball would be in the sky and you'd just get a leg up there or something and just control it. You just you, you control everything. But also, and then just feed it off for Tud Gay. But I can't remember yeah. partnership we've had like that since. That's all we've ever wanted, a partnership like that, since you're always looking for a striker that someone can feed off, someone that can... I can remember the goal you scored at Blackpool more than all, Dion, when it were, we beat two, we beat him 2-0 in that header where you got in last minute. 
came across you, edited it back across goal. You ran over to me, started celebrating with me, and I was like, "Come on, chill out." Like I'm just enjoying myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just enjoying myself. But yeah, I can remember yeah, it. Right. I, was, I was young, but it were, that was a good away day. That yeah, yeah. You know, you mentioned you mentioned Tud Guy. Um, another statistic for you then. So uh, you and Tud Guy, you've you've played with Marcus Tud Guy the most out of any other any other player during your during your career. Do you know how many okay. games you've played together? Uh, let me have a guess. I was there for three and a half years. We'd say oof, 90. Close. 103. 103, yeah. Not bad, that. 103. How many goals? How many goals? Come on, stat man, James. How many goals did they both score? <laughs> I'll just edit Not that. many. I'll edit that. I wasn't, in. <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't prolific. So That's why I was always so good at Keep, uh, holding the ball up because I knew I knew my uh, my area of expertise. I was more of a I was more of a Heskey than an Owen. <laughs> you both played for for Derby, but but obviously you didn't play together at Derby, did you? No, he's, he was a bit younger then. But you said you had that you had that connection. I mean, as a as a striker, it must be brilliant when you when you do form that partnership and and you, you know like well obviously you played under and under and three times together uh, at Sheffield Wednesday, but you know to have that partnership and stuff, it just must make you know you know you know where he's going to make that run. He knows when you're yeah. going to make that run. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it, it was quite easy. It's just like sometimes things are just like natural, and you don't have to work at them, and you can just sense and read off each other. You know what each other's strengths are and weaknesses. And uh, I just think there was no animosity, no, no, who wants to be better or anything. We just all yeah. played our part, and that's how I think it worked the best. So we always helped each other out in areas that, that whatever the other person was weak in. And obviously, saying obviously with Tuggy, when you got, I have to mention him, seeing uh, he was on last week, and I'll be seeing him in a few days when we're back in. If you've got Bronte out wide, all you got to do is get in the uh, second six yard box and they put it on the plate for you. Yeah, exactly. The wand, the wand. He's definitely got the wand. Did you ever have any serious injuries at Wednesday? I can't remember, like, back to injuries and that. No, no, very lucky. Not until my later later, later career after I left uh, Wednesday. I um, had a few, but no, I've been lucky with injuries through the career. I mean, just looking as well, it, it took you... I won't say a while, but it took you, you know, a little bit of time to get you to get your first goal for Sheffield Wednesday. It was yeah, frustrating, you know, as a as a striker, you're there. Your job is to score goals. Yeah, to, you know, to be not getting that goal, you must be like, you know, what, what's it like? Yeah, it is. It is annoying, but like I said, I was never prolific. So as long as I was, as long as the team were doing all right and we were winning, or I was contributing in other ways or assisting, for me, uh, people might say different. Maybe that's why I wasn't as prolific because I was more uh, unselfish than probably being selfish and trying to get your goals. But as long as the team were doing well and we ended up, we ended up staying up, so it worked. There was a game I remember, you know, at Hillsborough when you missed that penalty and I was thinking after that, it must have faked you as a manager against Sheffield United, as a player, sorry, taking a penalty against Sheffield United. We're 1-0 up and then you missed it, but rest of the game, you just you smashed it still. I remember rest of the game because I was sat with my old man and I goes, I don't want that to affect him that rest of the game because like, you were just holding ball up. You were, you were playing well. So when you miss that penalty afterwards, how did that mentally not affect your game? Like Wednesday night at Derby, missing a penalty and then playing so well after. I remember it. And it's funny, you know you know when you're going to score, you know we don't really. And I knew before the game, I had a feeling. I said, I can't remember I spoke to I said, we're going to get a penny. And I said, I hope we don't get a penny because I've got a feeling I'm going to miss it. <laughs> and we did end up getting a penny and I did end up missing it. So really deep down, I knew it was going to be that way. But just because I think I already thought about it, 
uh, and saying that I've scored loads of penalties in my time after or before that and being confident. But just knowing, I think, made it easier. <laughs> Once I did miss it, I just got on with the game and thought, and luckily for I think what I scored the winner, so we, we still we still beat him. Did it never cross your mind then when you you saying that if you thought that before game when you got the penalty did it never cross your mind to think right I've said yeah, something yeah yeah but deep down you don't believe it you still think oh, no, <laughs> maybe I might it might go in it's got to go in but. Yeah, I mean, so obviously, well, I think the obvious uh, answer to this question is going to be Tud guy again, but like, who, who were the person that you kind of took to the most when you were at Sheffield Wednesday? I mean, look, go on. I know it's going to be, I know it's going to be Marcus, but apart from Marcus, was that really a good like vibe at the at the club at the time? Um, yeah, obviously, uh, I was friends with Mako as well, and then uh, he's doing well <laughs> up in. Is it Aberdeen? Is that is he somewhere up there? Scotland. It's just time for someone. I don't know. It's just it's just time for someone else. He, I'm the best mate. I don't know. Jamie, he's your best mate. How do you not know where he is now? Because That's because terrible. he like he, I'm his best mate. No, he's not mine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we had a few come through. Obviously, Wade Small and uh, Akpo Soji, uh, Leon Leon Clark. Um, obviously, uh, who was it? Who else was there? Older Wheelow. Wheelow. Did you play with James O'Connor? James O'Connor. Little ginger that, Irish yeah. kid, about two foot six. Was that <laughs> I did, yeah. I did indeed. I, did I play with him there or at Stoke? I can't remember. Yeah, it was, was at Stoke. It was at Stoke, I think I played with him there. Yes. Yeah, it might have been a bit later on that. What was Stoke like? We've, we've heard that some of these training sessions were quite brutal. can't remember too much. I just remember one time in particular, I think we were... Uh, I don't know if I can say this. Um, <laughs> we're, we're going through a bit of a rough patch. And uh, he had a, a great way of getting us all together and ready for the game on the Saturday. Yeah, we have his Some of his, uh, some of his, uh, I, how can you say it? His uh, team morale and camaraderie skills. Getting you, all the game. getting you all pissed before a game, basically. Uh, you said it, not me. But, <laughs> no, uh, we, we, spoke to, we spoke to James Quinn. James Quinn told us about it when he walked into office. And he just saw, he thought it were a test when all beers were there. And then he just saw <laughs> David Lucas crack a can open and start getting pissed. And then they all went to hold. Yeah, you can say it. Don't worry about it. We've yeah. actually got Sturrock coming on if he ever actually, he said, yeah. And then he's not replying. But I think it's because, I think it's because he's like trying to get back into managing Wednesday. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> so based on that then, Dion, he did it more than once. Because obviously like the time that Jamie's referring to was, was when we got to the playoff final. Um, and it was the so actually it would have been bought two games before before we played Brentford. Uh, we played yeah, um, and yeah, we we needed to win to get into the playoffs and and yeah, he, and it worked for you then. So obviously there you go. See, he, he done it again, and we ended up staying up. So it it, it got the right. Uh, so what did you, what did you think of that time? Outcome. So if he's if he's done what we think we what we think he's done. So are you thinking right? It's going to be a tough training session next minute. Are you, are you thinking that it's a test? Are you thinking, wait a minute, what is he, is he trying to do something? You know, because I'm guessing, I'm guessing it's never happened before for you in your career. No, no, but yeah, you think it's a test until you see some of the players that obviously have been there before, or <laughs> when it's happened before, start start popping one open. So it's <laughs> a bit weird. But I I um I lived uh, in Nottingham, so I had to drive home. So I, I only had one. Um, after training and who were the big drinkers Dion in the team big drinkers I can't remember you know uh, Bullen must have liked to drink sure 
Burley, I think Burley was a bit, bit much of a lightweight, I think, if I remember <laughs> rightly. We had a few nights out, me and Bully, but... Uh, Obviously, after after Sturrock, it were uh, it were Brian Laws that came in, weren't it? Um, when a new manager comes in, what, what's it like? Obviously, I'm guessing, well, more often than not, it's because, t- you know, uh, you're not performing in terms of the team and what have you. That's why a new manager comes in. Are you thinking, right, it's time to, it's time to impress? Or, I mean... It's happened for you a few a few times during your during your career. Are you, are you just did you just get used to it kind of thing? Yeah, you just get used to it, and obviously, new new way of playing. Obviously, like you say, a manager normally only comes in when uh, the team's doing doing not so well. So it's all about getting the team ticking and whatever works for him. Really, uh, he has his own obviously philosophy and how he likes to play. Um, obviously, and uh, he brought in uh, Russ with him. Which um, I still speak to now, to be fair, yeah. Ross Wilcox, um, and yeah. I mean, you kind of touched it earlier about the about the passion, but Brian had so much passion for Sheffield Wednesday. It run it true, and you can only go back to Jamie. Jamie always talks about the time where uh, where he's sliding on his knees when we played when we played Sheffield United at, at Bramall Lane and stuff. And um, it, do you prefer that from a manager? Do you prefer someone that's that, that has the passion and what have you or do you prefer someone that's more more measured in his in his approach um, each to their own really obviously it's nice to see uh, the managers let it out a little bit you know and, and show their true colours I know some well I'm a manager I can't do that I've got to hold it back but yeah the ones that probably you or I do like uh, five of the best are the ones that show their passion and their honesty and true colours and not hold back so yeah it's good to be honest. Is that how you are at the moment with the 23s? Oh, yeah. I'll tell them when they've had a shit game and then I'll uh, blow their trumpet when they've done really well. But it's all about it's all about um, not getting too high with the wins and obviously not too low with the lows. We had a particular incident and I only go back to what I learned from the managers that I played under, uh, especially, and I always go back to like Jim Smith. Jim Smith could tell you how bad you were on a Saturday and like how many chances you missed and they'd know exactly which minute it was in and how bad you played. But come Monday morning, he's like, all right, son, how are you doing? How was your weekend? Completely forgot about it. And that's how I try and show myself now. I can rip into him if I have to, if they need it. But then just forget about it. We just move on and you've got, you've got to move on. And that's what I found with the best managers, not just Jim Smith, the ones that can get on with it and not have grudges and keep on about it or not to beat you for like a month just because of certain thing you did. Yeah, a bit pathetic that one. It is, it is, but some some are like that, do you know. I mean, obviously, it was it was Brian that um, that he sent you out on loan, didn't he, to to Charlton? Really? Any any bad blood against him for doing that, or just one of those? No, no, not really. Uh, obviously, I wasn't playing at the time, and uh, he knew that. And obviously, it was a great opportunity again. Like for, for me, everyone said, "Oh, you, you had a lot of clubs after them loans." Because if I'm not playing, I want to be playing, and I'm not yeah. I'm not worried about getting out, going online, whatever league it is. I just want to play football. That's why I played till I was nearly 40 at uh, non-league. Uh, I just love football so much. Where That's did you play I... in non-league then? Whereabouts in non-league? Now, do you know Giles is playing now? Giles is captain and Grimsby now. And Grimsby, he's still, yeah, yeah. He's still smashing it at that, his age in, in conference. Were you playing at that age hey, in conference? Hey, don't you talk about my age yet, all right? No, were, were, was, you, uh... <laughs> were, you playing at, were you playing in conference at 35? Were you a bit lower? What were, what were you doing? No, I was a bit older. I was at... Eastley at 36 or 37, uh, Eastley Town. Uh, and then uh, after that, uh, that was a conference, and I went down to Conference North uh, with 
Worcester as a player well, coach. What was that like then? Were it like you know the, when you went there? Were it, were it like because and like we all know a few players that have played in them in them leagues sort of thing. And then to us, they're just normal kids and stuff. And for you going there to them leagues, sort of a bit of a legend and that somebody else played for Wednesday, played in Premier League and stuff. What were it like turning yeah. up at these clubs? Did they look at you as sort of like as the manager as well as a player? Do you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, I think you earn it. Earn a, earn, a, earn a strikes from what you've done in the past but obviously at the end of the day you're on the pitch at the same time as them and a bit of appreciation goes back to them as well because I used to turn up at training uh, just come I think it was like a Tuesday or Thursday night I'd go training I'd been probably at home all day or been out shopping they'd been at work all day and I'm thinking fair play do you know what I mean mm. they're coming out on their evening to come and get ready for a, a, a match on a Saturday after a hard day's work and they they, they just love it as, as, as much do you know what I mean just not I'm for, for, I was fortunate enough to make it all the way and, and that's the level they were at, but making the most of it, do you know what I mean? I mean as we alluded to earlier, obviously you've you played all, you know, in all the top five divisions. I mean, Giles often says that, you know, people think, you know, you drop down to, to the conference and it's, it's, it's easy and what have you, but he, Giles says that it's, it's tough. I mean, would you, would you say the same? Yeah, it definitely is tough. And obviously as you get older, it doesn't get any easier, but, um, I think for me, it was a sort of transition period for me uh, as I was getting to the conference side and I was getting to 37, 38, 39. I was in that transition from knowing that I was coming to the end and starting my coaching career. So the balance flipped and then I was more focused on the coaching. For example, when I was at Worcester, we had the agreement. Some games, because I I started coaching at Birmingham City, uh, we coached on a on a Saturday morning because I started with the under 13s. Uh, I said, look, if it's more than two hours away, I might not be able to make it because I'm coaching till midday. So we had an agreement and even like some away games, I'd be rushing from coaching the boys straight, uh, sandwiching in, in the car, straight to a, a game. And that was the time when I was thinking that the transition was starting, do you know what I mean? Because I was starting to think about the coaching, but still enjoying the football. And, and how did it get into that then? Into doing into doing what you're doing at West Brom now? How did that even come about? So you've gone from Worcester to playing for under to managing under 13s at Birmingham to then West Brom. What is that what you want to do now? Do you want to be a full time manager? Is that what you want with your future? You want to be a manager, first team manager for someone? I think I think that's good. That that's a, along the way. Uh, but coaching coaching is my passion at the moment. Obviously, with the 23s at West Brom, loving that. Um, and obviously we had a lot of players in the last week I think nine made their debuts in the cup last week against Arsenal but um, you take a bit of credit yeah, for that Dion? I'd like to think so because uh, <laughs> they, they've all they've played under me for the last year or two so Love I'd that. like to think I, I've had a little input into into their, their careers and with that Dion so under 23's manager West Brom it's sort of like I don't know how to sort of label it so like, like you're under 23's manager West Brom so is the club set in League Two or conference or sort of things that have even that have set, offered you jobs in, to manage their first team in League Two or ch- conference or all like that. And if that did come about, is that something you'd be interested in? I'm sure when the time is right, when I think I'm ready, uh, yeah, def- definitely uh, wouldn't wouldn't say no. Now I want to go go back a little bit. So I, I know yeah. after your time at Sheffield Wednesday, like when you when you look at your career, all the clubs you've played for look uh, look pretty straightforward, normal. Few loans here, a few transfers, etc. But there's one, there's one that stands out. Uh, Ga- Gabala, Gabala, Gabala. Yeah, I've just ruined yeah. that, ruined it totally. That's the, uh, Jamie's trick. Actually, it's Giles's trick. Isn't it's it? mine, isn't it? <laughs> 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 Jamie. <laughs> now, um, 
obviously, yeah, 2010, you left left Chartland to sign for the Azerbaijani team. Uh, yeah. I looked into it. Yeah, Tony Adams was the manager, weren't he? Tony Adams was the manager, yeah. Uh, Gary Stevens was the assistant manager. England. Was that a uh, was that a big decision to to move out? They obviously approached you, and did you did you take some time to? Because you, you were over there for two years, weren't you? I was. What age were you when you went over there, Dion? Uh, see, that's what I was thinking. I was going to retire. I think I was 34, 35, and I thought this was a song song song. What did you call bring it? some goals uh, in then? Did you bring some in over there? Uh, I think I scored nine nine in the first year and about five or six in the second. But I was quite injured on the second year, but. Uh, yeah, it was, it was it was interesting, but can't fault the uh, the people in the obviously Baku got the Grand Prix there now. It's amazing, yeah. amazing city. Yeah. How many fans Absolutely. did you get? Um, not many. We got like about fifteen hundred, two thousand. But then if you paid at one of the big teams, uh, their stadium, you might get like twenty thousand. Do you know Who what I mean? Was a big team over there. So obviously, to be fair, since I've left, Gabala's come through and been in Europe for a bit. There's you got Karabag, I think. Um, there's a few players players that have gone over from, I think, the ex-Arsenal keeper or someone I saw someone's playing for, one of the teams out there, goalkeeper for Karabag, and you've got Baku and um, Nefchi. So there's a, to be a honest, few I don't know why I'm asking that question, Dion, because I don't have a clue who any of those teams are. <laughs> it doesn't matter what answer they give then, did it? They're mainly, they're mainly built up of like uh, Ru- Russian players, obviously uh, African players, Brazilian players. Yeah. Okay. So there must have been a few um, good technical players out there then. Very, very, very good. There's easy some that could easily play in the uh, English probably champ. Okay. Uh, yeah, we're looking. Uh, I was looking. Terry Cook, former Owl. Uh, he was obviously before your time at Sheffield Wednesday, but he he yeah. in the squad with you. Uh, John, yeah. John Collins, formerly of. Yeah. Uh, and then Alban Albangora. Albangora, yeah, at Watford. Yes, yeah. There were some decent names uh, out there during that time. But like I said, was it a big decision to go out there? Did you, did you, or did you like when they came in for you? Like, thought, yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do it. Uh, yeah, it was something that I'd, I hadn't ticked off playing abroad. I had a chance really early on in my career to play in Italy, and I didn't take oh. it. Um, so I thought this would be the last chance, probably, of playing Where abroad in Italy, Dion. Where in Italy, and who was it? Uh, Brescia, uh, oh, they yeah. just got promoted to Syria and uh, got a chance. Had a chance to go there, but uh, I bottled it and decided to stay at Derby. Um, it's a big thing, isn't it? It's a big thing going trying, like you know what I mean, trying to explore a different country. It's of of course, obviously, I, I didn't know what to expect. Obviously, with Azerbaijan, my agent was telling me out what it was like and and uh, everything. And it, it, I'd already signed before they even been over and seen seen what it was all about, but. It, it was an eye-opener. struggle Pardon? going to Scotland. It, it's, it's, I did. you got the, like, the haves and the have-nots in, uh, in Azerbaijan. And it's, so it's we Azerbaijan, what were we like with your wife and stuff then? So you had wife and kids at the time, I'm guessing. So what were we like? Like, was it just like, we're going and your wife like, yeah, no problem? We, what? No, 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 they, they didn't come. They just kept travelling over, fair play to them. They kept coming over every uh, every month or two. I'd, I'd get back... Um, in every international break, and we always had Christmas off, so we'd have like nearly two months off at Christmas. So, oh yeah, good. It, it wasn't too bad when, it, when we think about it as a way for two years. It wasn't too bad, but um, mm. Matt, it was it, it, it was crazy. It's like we had a um, groundsman come over from, I think he left Arsenal to come and be our groundsman in Azerbaijan, and he made the pitches and the facilities uh, like as good as Arsenal's training ground, but. It was the little things that 
they didn't realize like I'd speak to him and he's like, it'd have the big machinery, 200 gram machinery. And he said, but Dion, I need a little bit of seed. They're not even giving me the seed. They're so <laughs> the small details they didn't know, but they were just, they could throw anything at him because obviously an oil country and that, but. Yeah, I mean, another player that uh, that stood out when I was when I was looking that you that you played with uh, early on in your, career, in your career at Portsmouth was uh, was Paul Merson. Now, uh, what what was he like to play with? Because he were, uh, he were oh, he's quality. Merson, Merson, I played with him. I played with him again at Walsall as well. But um, at at uh, Portsmouth, the year we got promoted, it was funny. One of the first games, uh, I've done a one-two, and then I've run off. Thought I was running off in the right direction, and he's. <laughs> You know, he loved the outside of the foot, didn't he? Right foot, outside of the foot. He put it, like, on a sixpence where I should have been. And he went, oh, next time, you, I've got it in a locker. So I knew where to... He could put it anywhere he wanted. And after thinking about it, I said, yeah, I, sh- I should have maybe run there, but I didn't really think that ball would find me there. Yeah. But he put yeah. it exactly where it should have been, and I run somewhere else. So he, was, he had a fine knack of being able to put a put the ball in a sixpence exactly where he wanted it. And he's a great player. Was he that good? Can you imagine, like think when he was younger how good he actually was oh yeah yeah he he, he was good he had a uh, ball manipulation skill brilliant the way he can just manipulate it and pass it and put it where it needed to be really good it, it even I don't know if any of you watched that but he run that show that you know England v Germany legends if you watch that that yeah. road show we went we yeah, yeah, yeah. and he was just unreal on that as well you just saw he didn't run about much he was just pin because I can remember watching you know we raised the ruddock because you're on about um, obviously being alcoholic and things like that and yeah yeah I saw it He's been a it's bit good. of an inspiration since that, and he? he's been like he's proper turned his life around. And I think when if you all watch that, you did watch that, Dion, right? And you did, Giles. And when you're watching that, you know when you're having a good razor ruddock and getting upset, and you we're all thinking the same, just thinking he's trying to do it to help you, like not yeah. to. And yeah, you could see why he's sort of he's still in football and still involved in the background when he's sort of proper changed his life around and admitting what he's done and that. And now he's obviously on the mend, and he's he's been he's, he's just a he's a legend, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He is. definitely. Can we talk about Wednesday? Can we talk about Wednesday? I want. To, I just want to mention back to Wednesday. When you were at Wednesday, yeah. can, you me- can you remember the the best goal you scored for us? Can you remember the one that maybe not even the best, just the one that you remember fans going mental to the most? We we you were popular at Wednesday, weren't you? You were, you were always every every time you on ball, we were singing. You, well, what we did, Dion, but yeah, we're very we were yeah. very like it. Weren't that was the one, of, one of the only clubs. To be fair, I love it. Love the fans dearly. Yeah. When the only clubs in like everyone knows plays for so many. That was the only club that I really had like my own, my own like fans song. Do you know what I mean? The the yeah. the the, the, the Burton one, and I listened like just to put hairs on the back of your neck every time the. Uh, Dion, the I'm, I'm still waiting for some fans to sing my song. To be fair, so. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, yeah. hopefully in a few years' time, hey. Dion, I've come up with it though. Oh, Kiko, Kiko, it's a good one, isn't it? <laughs> Giles, speaking about it now, we'll talk about it after, but we're coming on Saturday. So coming Saturday, yeah. I'll get, Barnet, Barnet I'll, get, I'll get it going. I'll get it going. Yeah, stop, stop peddling that. Uh, <laughs> can you remember that, Dion? Can you remember that? Can you remember your favourite goal? Or um, I can't actually. I can't. Uh... Well, edit, edit that bit out then. Just edit that. Bit out. <laughs> <laughs> a few, uh, a few, a few uh, penalties that I probably took that were quite important. I think they'd be up there and. Uh, um, I think now I can't remember too many. Like I said, I didn't score that many. I tell you, some of my best assists I've made. Heskey, remember, remember, Jamie's Heskey. Yeah, Heskey. The one at Blackpool after that was the best one, Dion. Honestly, the header came across. I'm going to find okay. it. I'm going to show it. before I end up podcasting in a minute. I'm going to show. I'm going to show it. I'm going to get it up. 
Okay, cool. Yeah, I'd like to see it. Well, if you've been talking about the talking about the Wednesday fans, obviously we all sing the I.O. Sheffield Wednesday, you know, before the game. Like, there's a, there's a player, obviously not, you know, there's a few clubs that do some, you know, something similar, but it must get you like fired up, or do you just get used to it? Oh, so it's brilliant. The, the atmosphere, like I say, there's probably like, uh, one of the biggest clubs I've played for. So to to say that when that's when that stadium's packed at forty thousand, whatever it is, yeah, and they're all chanting your name and that it's, it's absolutely amazing I've I mean, just got I've just got some up here when I've just typed it in and this was brilliant actually. I remember one of your first got it was Stoke away we won 4-2 and you had a shot and it got deflected at least 412 Four times. times yeah I remember that one <laughs> it, I do you remember was, it would go it would go into corner flag then linesman hit it then referee hit it then he went in I think I come off the bench I think it was a boxing day or New Year's yeah, day yeah 4-2 yeah, remember it. yeah are you, you going to show it, Jamie? Um, you know, it's just, it's a fan from behind. In fact, you can listen to it, but it's a fan from behind there. Wait a minute. The old... <laughs> it's just a fan from behind there. Shit. <laughs> Whilst he's messing about with that one, so go on then, Dion. Who would you say was the most, like, gifted player that you've that you've played with them throughout your career? Not at she- Well, go on then. One at Sheffield Wednesday and then, and then maybe... Sheffield Wednesday, definitely... Up there's got to be Bronny. Got to oh, be Bronny. He's got to say that, doesn't he? He's got to <laughs> no, say that. I, I can't. Bronny. No, I can't. <laughs> I've got to say, his left foot was, was what, like you say, I didn't score many, but I could probably guess 90% of the passes I got would have been from Bronny for my goals. Yeah, um, no, his left foot was ridiculous, wasn't it? Yeah, and um, away from Sheffield Wednesday, probably... Uh, most skillful, one of the most skillful, would have to be King Cladzy. All right. Okay. Oh, King Cladzy. Yeah. What a player. It's going back. Yeah. Is that one here, Dion? You're not that hey. old, are you, Dion? <laughs> King Cladzy, yeah. King Cladzy, you knew he was going to do the shift and shift and twist, and you couldn't do nothing about it. You knew it was coming. And uh, was, that a, was that a derby when you played? That derby, yeah. That was after his time at Man City, weren't it? Because I know he was a. That's what I look at. It's that season. So it's your first game of the season, Burnley, when we were like 2 0 up after about five minutes. You know, I, I post Sodji and Tudgay's goals, and then we ended up winning 4 1. But with that season, that's when you scored at what do you call it? At Blackpool. So okay. I, I, I am just giving it up now, but um, it's just taking a while. So we'll, we'll have to we'll go back after the match. You're struggling yeah. Wi Fi again, isn't it, Jamie? No, my Wi Fi is good, mate. It's not yours. It's just getting up there, struggles with. Giles. Hey. 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 You walked into that one, Jamie, I must admit, mate. I didn't walk into it. I'm just too busy trying to like impress her, I guess. Oh, I've got it. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. What? That's it. Fucking right, Edda Dion. Yeah. You watch it, Jamie. It's all right. We'll not. Was it, was it, a, yeah. was it a Tuesday night? Don't listen to this. Yeah. Battery's gone. <laughs> <laughs> no. My battery. Listen, my battery is a red. Do you know what date? Do you know what year it was? Um, it was 2008, oh, no. 2008-9 season. Yeah, do you know what? I remember it now. I, I left the next day to go to uh, Cholton. I, I scored, uh, I think it was a Tuesday night game, away at Blackpool, right? Yeah, we were rated. We were rated. So you yeah, went, what, did you come off the bench? No, I think I started. I weren't supposed to start and someone got injured or sick. So I ended up playing and I, wasn't even, I think Brian Laws wasn't even going to play me. Ended up playing, scoring, and then the next day I went to... So was that deal Charlton. with Charlton already, already done before the game then? 
Did you know that you were um, going? I think so. Or in line, or there, there was talk of me going out on loan. Okay. I think the next day is when they're out all out. Are you ready? Are you ready? Here we go. Let's go. Right. A Tuesday night trip to Bloomfield Road proved just the thing for Brian Laws' side as they inflicted Blackpool's fourth consecutive defeat. Asay has replaced the injured Johnson, set up Tud Guy for a header that would grace any highlight reel. Tud Game Burton both in the same game. Asay has again the provider, this time finding Dion Burton at the far post to head home unchallenged. It weren't very clear, but did you see it? Yeah, yeah, I remember it, yeah. We're very clear because um, it's a bit bright on the screen here, but yeah, it were yeah, um, Jamie, Jamie, that was shit. Yeah, but listen, two two show one of his goals. Go on, yeah, I didn't fucking think so. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I'll find one then. Dion Burton, let's have a look. Let's see what comes up when you YouTube Dion Burton. Do you ever do that, Dion? Do you ever just YouTube yourself to see what comes up? Not no more. When I was feeling down, uh, when I'm playing days, to cheer myself up, I might, I might have quickly gone on and. Seen some of my best bits, not going to lie, to cheer myself up, but no, not no more. Dion, I think we're going to, uh, I think we're going to leave it there. Um, thank you very much for taking your time out of your day to uh, to speak to us. Uh, you know, really appreciate it. Uh, no, no, it's a pleasure. I've always kept an eye on, obviously, uh, Moro and Jamie and my old mates from Sheffield, uh, from West Brom anyway. So thank you very I'm much. Coming up thank you very much. Flying at the moment. Uh, I'm coming up in a few weeks. To be fair, I think I'm doing a uh, question and answer thing on one of the games on Saturday, so I'll be at the game. Uh, but yeah, Moro seems to be doing a great job at the moment. Uh, so you play golf? Long can continue. <laughs> I do play golf. Yeah. There we go, Giles. That's another what, one. What'd you play off? What'd you play off, Dion? A tee. Hey. hey. <laughs> <laughs> See, Bronny said that he was a. Uh, what was he playing off? Seven. Bronny's good. Bronny's very good. Yeah. I can't be. I can't be playing with him. No, no, no. Um, you... uh, we got a uh, we got a game on the uh, next Wednesday. I think there's two two lots of four balls. I think I'll be in the second lot. He'll be in the first round. What are you off, annoyed you're off about? I'm... What twelve, fourteen? Oh no, I'm uh, I'm a beginner. Me, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a. As long as I get get round and don't lose no balls, I'm happy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Giles. What his handicap was, and he said his golf clubs. <laughs> Shut <laughs> up. <you. laughs> Right, cool. So what do you think? You got got a chance before. I'll give you some questions back now. Think you got a chance this season? I think you definitely, uh, definitely have uh, promotion. Top two. I think top two. Yeah, I'm pessimistic Wednesday fan, but I think top two. When we went to Derby last season, that were like the lowest of the low, and when we got relegated, we were, yeah. The weeks after that, we we're just thinking we've got about eleven players, like first team. Yeah, we're gonna do. They've all left. We've got no money. But it looks terrible. Like better team now than we did last season. To sign just what we just signed, Berahino, um after yeah. signing of the of the season. It's just totally unheard of. I mean, I'm more. Up, I, I think we've signed better players this season than we would have been able to sign in the championship, which is yeah. unreal. Do you know what I mean? I don't think any of them players would have signed just because of you know, well, they know that we're going to be up there come come the end of the season. I'd, yeah, spoke didn't we at the start of the season, Giles, Jamie, and, and I said like, even if we missed the playoffs, it wouldn't be a bad, it wouldn't be a bad season. Yeah, me and Giles were like, what the fuck you want about? What are you want about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sheffield Wednesday, the biggest club in League One, they they have they have to be in the top seven, don't they? Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. yeah Morris does a great great recruitment. In the last, what, what, uh, what's he like as a as a manager? Morrow, 
Yeah. He's thorough. He's, he's, he's very thorough. Uh, don't need to leave no st- t- a stone unturned. Um, very uh, calm, but if you if you if you cross him, then obviously he can. He's got that switch mode yeah. in him. Um, I speak to. To be fair, his sister manager Jamie's one of my good mates. I speak to him most uh, most weeks after yeah. each game and that. Um, so uh, he's been telling me the players at Wednesday. And they 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 love him. No one really oh, yeah. has anything bad to say about him. To be honest with you, again again honest honest guy. Do you know what I mean? There's no. You, you, if 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 he were um, so so honest, I think players feed off it and, and see it. Do you know what I mean? So buy into it, yeah. You buy buy into it, like I spoke about at the top of the show. Um, he's so honest, and he he wants everyone involved in it. If it's the if it's from the the, the kit man to the to the, the chef or whatever they got down yeah. there. Do you know what I mean? The groundsman. He wants everyone involved and be part of what's what's going on. You think, think you think he's the man to bring them back up then? Hundred percent, hundred percent. And I, I think uh, uh, definitely you're, you're going to be up there, up there and thereabouts, and hopefully get promoted, which would be great to see back in champ. One thing, yeah, obviously, like you know, when we spoke to all these different players, and like like yourself, you said that you know Jim Smith brought you uh, brought you to Derby because he was your manager at Portsmouth, and and you played with um, you know, the, the Brentford manager. He brought you know he brought you in and what have you. Quite a lot that happens, doesn't it? You know, what I mean, like players sign for managers because they've because they've played with him before and, and things like that. And I, I find that with Darren Moore, to some of the players that he's, that he's bringing in, it's because he knows the manage, he knows the manager of that club and, you know, he's, he's tapped him up and uh, signed for him. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe probably. But so, um, it's good. It's a, probably a gamble to bring in Berahino, but obviously he knows and hopes he can get a tune out of him. And if he can, there you go. That's a top, top signing. Dion, thank you very much for your time. Been a, I say it has been a pleasure to speak to you, and uh, we broke we broke Brunty's forty five minutes anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm good. I'll, I'll ring it a bit. I'm just going to arrange me and Dion Burton when it comes to Wednesday match. All right, bye. <laughs> All the best for the under twenty threes, Dion. Um, okay. Cheers, guys. Thanks for having me on. Love that, Dion. Thanks so much, mate. All the best, Charles. Yeah, for this season. Yeah. Cheers, mate. Thanks a lot, Dion. Cheers, mate. Thanks, Hello, mate. Thanks a lot. <laughs>